Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm Five, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We are your hosts, I'm Tim. And I'm Kevin. So Kevin, today we're talking about a question that came from a listener who wrote in by email. Big thank you, Robert, for writing in from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So Robert, you asked, why is it generally hotter at lower elevations than at higher elevations? Why is it colder at the top of mountains, for example? Totally. It's a really great question because you could actually make a number of counter arguments, can't you? You know, for one, Robert points out that it might seem that lower elevations should be colder since they are further from the sun and the higher elevations should be hotter since they're closer to the sun. Kind of makes sense, right? Exactly. So can you explain, Kevin, why a mountaintop is colder than down below? Sure. So the one sentence explanation here is that the mountaintop is surrounded by much thinner air, and there's just not as much of a protective layer of air to warm up and also insulate the mountain's uh, received heat energy from the sun. And that's the, the, you know, that whole thing about the air being less dense as you climb means it holds much less heat energy overall, and so that's why it feels colder. It's kind of the same way a sink of hot water feels a lot hotter than a room full of the same temperature hot air because it could just hold a lot more energy. Okay, now a second counter-argument is that warm air rises and cold air falls. So wouldn't it be hotter at the top? <laughs> that is true. Warm air does rise, but let me again try a one-sentence explanation here. You can kind of think of air being like a thick blanket on the Earth, keeping all the warmth in. And when you go up to a high altitude, there's a thinner blanket. So that's why it's colder. Now, we can actually go into much more detail, but that's kind of the explain like I'm five answer. Okay, let's go into just a little bit more detail and explain when hot air rises, why does it cool off? Why doesn't warm rising air just warm up higher altitudes? Oh, so this goes into kind of how gas works, right? Um, as a certain amount of gas loses its pressure, it actually expands. And that takes work, and also the energy for that work has to come from somewhere. That energy usually gets removed from the gas itself. Basically, its own heat is absorbed by that expansion process. And so therefore, it cools down as it rises higher and loses its pressure. So as an example, you can kind of imagine a nice hot morning, and the sun warms a nice hillside. And the air that's just above the surface also warms up, right? So now you have this warm air and it starts rising and it goes up into the part of the atmosphere that's thinner. So it begins to expand because the pressure is simply less up there. And the higher it goes, the less pressure there is. And so the more the air expands. And then as it expands, it cools down as its energy is basically getting used up because of that expansionary process. I see. Thank you for explaining that. Now, is the temperature near the equator also hotter because it's closer to the sun than at the poles of the Earth? Oh, you know, many people do think that. And if you think about how far away the Earth is from the sun and how relatively close, say, something like Scandinavia is to the equator, the extra distance is a rounding error. It's about 6,000 kilometers from, say, Scandinavia to the equator. Well, it's a distance of like 150 million kilometers between the Earth and the sun. And actually, it's the same logic that applies to the question Robert originally asked about mountaintops being closer to the sun. They're just such a tiny fraction closer when you look at it in the 
grand in the big scheme of things. I see. So if it is not the distance, then why is it hotter at the equator? Oh, so that primarily has to do with the tilt of the Earth on its axis relative to the sun. It's the angle at which the sun hits the poles is such that the energy is kind of spread out across a, a larger area since it's a more shallow angle. You know, you can think of it like a ray of sunlight hitting a country on the equator. Basically, all the sun's energy gets absorbed by just a smaller surface, and that's what ends up heating up those areas more. A counter-argument to that is Death Valley, which is the hottest place on Earth. I thought it might be somewhere near the equator, but it's not. Oh, Death Valley. Apt name. Uh, it's the hottest place on Earth because it's actually because of its low altitude and very, very dry weather. Death Valley is actually 282 feet below sea level. You know, it's actually far enough that you could have a, total, a whole, like, 20-story building in Death Valley, and its peak would just be right at sea level. Wow. So that helps it get extremely hot. I see. Now, final question, just a semantic one. What is the difference between elevation and altitude? Oh, so the term elevation is mainly used when referring to points on the Earth's surface, like mountains. And typically, elevation is measured by the distance between the ground and the mean sea level. Uh, altitude, or actually the geopotential height, is used for points above the surface, such as like an aircraft in a flight, or even a spacecraft in orbit. Uh, that's often measured from ground and mean sea level. I see. Thanks, Kevin. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing when listeners write in, just like Robert did this week, especially when you've got questions for us and also suggestions for us. If you are a regular listener to this podcast, please do take the time to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because it helps other listeners to then discover our podcast, which of course we love. As always, thanks to the community at r slash explain like I'm five, and we will see you all next week.